Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning and welcome to Repentance Live. This is Mark Holcraft. I'm your host for today, this Wednesday morning, April 27th. The sun is shining outside here in Fargo, North Dakota, which is where I am at, at our studio in Fargo. And uh, we, we welcome the sun here. I'm very, I'm very blessed this morning. And our first guest who is already on with us is someone I came to know pretty well, worked with a number of years ago, Monsignor Michael Foltz. Good morning, Monsignor. How are you? Good morning, Mark. The sun's shining on East Grand Forks as well today. See? And the river the river's very high. Yeah, I'm sure it is. It is high here too. Um uh but I, I don't think it's as high as you guys. Uh I think I just heard so my understanding, Monsignor, is the river was peaking I think Tuesday morning or Tuesday evening, at least in the Fargo area. Um are there some bridges shut down in the Grand Forks, East Grand Forks area? Yeah, so the only bridge open between the two cities right now is the Kennedy Bridge. Um, okay. Too. Yeah, yeah. That's that's when you know it's it's for real <laughs> when the bridges start to close down. Because I I feel like now you obviously know this about me, Monsignor, not being from originally from the area, coming from California. When I first was hearing about flooding, that was a little bit daunting to me at first. But then as I was hearing more, um, you know, almost every spring you'd hear about flooding. So I was like, okay, right. This is just a part of the culture and living out here, which I've come to now really pretty much embrace. <laughs> uh, right, so when, when, the, when the river flows north. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then now that we're, when you hear the bridges start to close, you're like, okay, no, this, but this is real. Uh, well, Monsignor, it's, it's a joy and pleasure to be with you. Um, but you probably didn't expect to hear from me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Jack and Doreen Canelli, they were originally our hosts, and I know that's what we've been promoting. But we offer a prayer for them. They have, uh, they caught COVID. Uh, they're both doing pretty well. Um, but nonetheless, just taking some precautions and we, we pray for them. And actually, Monsignor, all good things start with prayer. Would you mind opening us up with prayer this morning? No, I'd love to. Thank you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Loving God, in this Easter season, we rejoice that you raised Jesus from the dead. Like his apostles, may we be witnesses in our world today of his resurrection. And uh, may we let our light, that we receive that baptism, shine in our darkened world today. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, I find myself going back and forth with Monsignor and Father. Uh, so, <laughs> um, Wait, either way is fine. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I know that, but for our listeners uh, who aren't aren't used to if they don't know you, um, it's just good for them to know. Um, so, Monsignor, we have National Day of Prayer coming up, and before we dive into that, just wondering, can you just share with our listeners a little bit about yourself 
And you're calling in from? Sure. I'm a um, priest of the Diocese of Crookston, have been for uh, 33 years. Grew up in the diocese, on a little farm by Callaway, Minnesota. Um, went to uh, elementary school in Callaway and then junior high, senior high in Detroit Lakes. Um, big family, 14 kids. I'm number 11. Um, very uh, traditional Catholic family. Went away to the seminary and uh, was ordained in 1989 and have been serving the diocese of Crookston since. Awesome. Took you a little while to... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, well, presently I'm pastor at uh, Sacred Heart in East Grand Forks. So we're the only Catholic high school in the diocese. So it's, uh, as you can imagine, um, in our society today, having a Catholic high school can be a challenge at times. But it's a, it's a wonderful beacon of light in our Grand Forks, East Grand Forks community. For sure. I... Um and Monsignor, you also have the Catholic grade school there, too. So it's it's not just the 9 through 12 or even 7 through 12, but really you're, you're overseeing kindergarten through 12th grade, or is there even pre-K there, too? Yeah, we're pre-K through 12. Uh, and then Sacred Heart Parish, as well as the school. So you're pastor of the parish. And do you have any associates there at the parish? Yes. So uh, we also have two mission parishes, Holy Trinity in Tabor and St. Francis of Assisi in Fisher. And uh, Father Matt Schmitz is a part-time associate. He's also the vocation director for the Diocese of Crookston. And cha- he's our chaplain in the high school. And the Father Joshi Matthew, who is associate here, and he's chaplain for the elementary school. Okay. Excellent. Well, a blessing there. You have a couple of priests with you there, because uh, as you well know, but so many of our, so many of the parishes throughout the Real Presence Radio Network, uh, not that you're oblivious to this, they're pastors to two, three, sometimes four parishes, you know. Right. And so, um, what, Monsignor, tell us a little bit about this event, the National Day of Prayer Breakfast, and even. Some of the background to that, I know it's it's you know it's in the title National Day of Prayer, so it's a national event, kind of a, a movement type thing. But even locally, uh, for Grand Forks East, Grand Forks, can you say more about that? Yeah, so National Day of Prayer was was established in 1952 by President Harry Truman, and every year since, so this is the 70th year of having the National Day of Prayer. Um, it's been celebrated, uh, mostly recognized, you know, by the president in Washington, D.C. But over the years, more locally, um, different communities have started to celebrate it. So this year, a couple pastors with our mayors of Grand Forks and East Grand Forks um, got together and started saying that, you know, we have the freedom to pray and the opportunity to pray. So why don't we gather together as a community and pray for the many needs, uh, not, not just in our nation, really, but in the world, especially. Maybe it came about through the war in Ukraine as well. Sure, we're so, sure. We're, the world is so connected these days. For example, at Sacred Heart High School, we have a girl, an exchange student, 
in 11th grade who's from the Ukraine. So can you imagine what her family's going through while she's here? Uh, for sure. Uh, one of our employees, Nick Medelsky, he's not from the Ukraine. He's from the U.S., but he's a Ukrainian Catholic. And so he's actually helped shed some light, too, even on what's the encounter of the Catholic Church in Ukraine. You know, um, but certainly more back to the point of, of not just our conversation here, but this, this event pointing to a deeper truth, huh, Monsignor, a deeper truth, a bigger reality. The world is so global. We are so much more connected in many ways. Um, and really, I, I think, you know, you mentioned this, too, even within the opening prayer this morning, um, kind of reflecting on some of the challenges that are in front of us, you know, in many ways, things just feel like a mess in society and culture. But this is really um, building on the positive of us coming together. Like, hey, we have the freedom to pray together. Um, you know, some parts of the world, it's really come to light that that freedom uh, is not there to pray. Right. You know, and so, hey, let's seize this moment and engage this reality. Um, for, for you, Monsignor, so... More in the Grand Forks, East Grand Forks, so localized area. How did you get involved in connecting with these pastors, and how did that come about? Um, well, actually, I got invited onto a committee, the Planet. Okay. And we happened to have two uh, very faith-filled mayors, Mayor Gander of East Grand Forks and Mayor Buczynski of Grand Forks, and um, they wanted to, to be a, a part of it. And... Uh, so uh, we're pretty excited that we can just bring different denominations together and pray together as, as one. You know, Jesus came, as you know, from in his Last Supper discourse, said, I came that all, all could be one. So it's a scandal that us Christians can't, you know, work on becoming one. And uh, But the whole world become one under Jesus. So the theme this year is um, exalt the Lord who has established us. So basically praise the Lord because and he has established us and if he's established us, we, uh, we really ought to be living uh, the way he created us to live. Yeah. And that, that's not happening and that's why we have a lot of chaos in our world. Well, I, you know, there's something to be said about a group of Catholics coming together to pray, and we need to. And of course, uh, you know, uh, Sunday we do. We come that together to pray in the, the highest form of prayer that we can. And it's not just the highest form of prayer as Catholics, but as Catholics, we believe it's the highest form of prayer, period, right, in the Mass. Um, right. But as Catholics and non-Catholics alike coming together, you know, they, we are seeing more groups and more movements um, all over the world, not just in the U.S., that are seeing the need, like, yes, okay, the we're separated brethren, but we're brethren nonetheless, right? We're brothers and sisters in Christ, and we need to come together to pray. And while as Catholics, yes, we pray for that unity, that we believe that as the Catholic Church is the fullest expression of truth revealed by God, and it, and it, and it is so good, uh, and yet we need to come together to pray in that common union. And in prayer... Uh, Monsignor, I'd love if you could offer a few words, just in your own experience, how prayer has kind of, it can become the great unifier, what prayer does to a setting when people come together. Can you speak to that some? 
Yeah, so we don't pray to God to change God or God's heart. <laughs> Amen to that, yeah. We lift up our hearts and minds to God so that God can change us. And so when we gather in prayer, we pray alone, you know. God is changing us. It's softening our hearts toward, you know, if we have a, a spat with our spouse and we're praying for our spouse, well, you know, that God softens our heart. Or if there's conflict with uh, other people or conflict in the parish, division or whatever, as you pray, God uh, changes. Uh, God changes us. And to be more Christ-like. And, uh, you know, the Our Father, you know, how many, all the Christian denominations pray that. And so when we can pray that together, that brings us together. And the evil one doesn't like that. He'd yeah. rather keep us separate. Well, and, and Father, you, you used a phrase earlier, um, right after the prayer, that it, it's scandalous. And I, and I just want to go back to, there is a document from Vatican II uh, that's, that speaks of that. You know, the Vatican II is very important in Vatican II, as you know. And for our listeners, I keep saying, as you know, I, I used to work with Monsignor Mike. I uh, worked for him as a parish youth minister years ago when he was assigned to St. Joseph's in Moorhead. Um, so I, I have a fond history of a lot of the interactions there. Um, so I'm trying not to take for granted while we're on air to just assume some things here. Uh, but in, in light of de- so the Vatican II's decree, um, it had this to say, and I think it just ties in to when you use the word scandalous, because that, that's it's pretty potent, but it is, it's, it's, it's true in this sense. Vatican II has this to say, the, the restoration of unity among all Christians is one of the principal concerns of the Second Vatican Council. Christ the Lord founded one church and one church only. I'm going to fast forward a little bit. Such divisions openly contradicts the will of Christ, scandalizes the world, and damages the holy cause of preaching the gospel to every creature. But, it goes on to say, the Lord of ages wisely and patiently follows out the plan of grace on our behalf, sinners that we are. I think that's profound because, um, you know, Monsignor, we're, we're all, maybe all too often, very ready to be aware of our differences. Um, and yet, the call to prayer is going to bring us back together. Now, Monsignor, we've got to take a break here. I want to come okay. back to that, um, that call right. to pray together and what that does for our society and to discuss more about this actual event. So, uh, stay tuned to Real Presence Live. When we come back, we will come back to that call to unity. Stay with us. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. 
Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA, or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director of Riverview Place. I've worked my entire career in healthcare as a social worker in the hospital, skilled nursing, and hospice settings. I love my job. Not only do I get to work with a caring, dedicated team that displays human kindness to every resident, it's a privilege to offer seniors a lifestyle that reminds me of what it felt like to grow up in the small rural town of Buffalo, North Dakota. To join our faith-based community, call us today for a tour at 701-412-1952. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm your host this morning, Mark Holcraft. And I'm joined on air with Monsignor Mike Fultz. He's calling in from his parish and school, Sacred Heart of East Grand Forks. And Monsignor Mike, you're also the superintendent for Sacred Heart, correct? Correct. Correct. And so we, we're talking about the National Day of Prayer Breakfast. Um, it's a great opportunity for Catholics and non-Catholics alike to come together, uh, not just in a spirit of prayer, but to pray, you know, to be very intentional about praying for a renewal in our country, a renewal for our leaders. Um, and that's, I want to pick back up there, Monsignor Mike, you were sharing just before the break that this is an opportunity of praying, not just for our country, but for the world. Um, and we we're speaking about you know, the call to prayer. You know, I read a little bit from Vatican II, the call to pray uh, with non-Catholics and what that does for us. Um, but can you speak a little bit more uh, just to, I mean, the fundamental aspect of prayer, you know, what does the Catholic Church teach us about prayer? Well, it teaches us that at baptism we all have the universal call to holiness, so part of that call is to be in an intimate relationship, intimate friendship with with God, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. So entering into that um, community of the Trinity, a community of love. So we enter in that when, when we pray in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And um, the more we lift up our hearts and minds to God, and as I said earlier, the more that, that changes us, into the beloved son or the beloved daughter, or not changes us, but allows us to live out of that yeah, more and more. Absolutely. What? And so, and then, oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead, Father. Well, no, if that makes sense. I said. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, that's you know, our, our listeners tune in, but um, I don't know that I can ever be reaffirmed enough that that's exactly. I mean, that's that's going to flow out of our identity, right? Our as a son of God, even you as a priest, you're a priest, you're a monsignor, but even that, 
that knows its rightful place when it flows out of your sonship to God as a son right. of God. And that's same for me as a married man. So it, it makes total sense. And we need to be reminded of that. Um, to this day, can you speak? So why is this day important? I mean, I feel like, okay, this, it's a duh question, you know, no brainer. But please speak to why this day is so important, and even for the Grand Forks, East Grand Forks community. Well, you know, it's interesting. Is each year, each year we they do this in Washington D.C., and it might be on the news a little bit or something. And, but it's uh, kind of has been not publicized that much. But now that you know, I had gotten on this committee to prepare for for May fifth. Um, it really has struck my heart that we we really need to work more and more on coming together as uh, people of faith, because that's where the power is. You know, it's, I mean, from Christian point of view, absolutely. Jesus said, "Where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in your in your midst." Well, you know, that can be with other denominations when we're gathered together, and right. the power of that. You know, we experience that, you know, as Catholics at Mass, you know, when the church is full. You know, the power of all the our brothers and sisters in the Lord gathered together. You know, it's just profound. And then when people miss, you know, we're, we're less. Absolutely. Of the, the risen body of Christ that we are called to be. Well, and it, what's interesting, Monsignor, you talked about how, you know, maybe there was a little attention drawn to the national breakfast, you know. For many of our listeners, you know, unfortunately, what was drawn out, what gets drawn out or, or makes media isn't always, not only is it not flattering, but it, it, it can help paint a picture that actually is destructive. And this is, we know this to be a challenge of our times, you know, with media. Uh, but certainly one of the, and I say that we're on radio, right? We're part of the media, <laughs> you know, so we're not, we're not removed from it, you know, but... Um, you know, one of the things that gained a little attention last year at the National Breakfast, um, uh, it was a pastor uh, of a church in, in the D.C. area. You know, the closing comments, he says a closing prayer, and then he says, amen, and a woman. Well, that led to all kinds of speculation, and it's just, it, in the end, it's a turnoff. Well, the damage done there is then it's like, well, I'm just not going to do that anymore. You know what I'm saying, Father? And, and so it's like, but no. <laughs> That's not well, the path to holiness that we're called to. Despite right. whatever confusion is there, we need to we need to be able to pray with and for. Uh, but you were going to say something. Well, apparently that pastor didn't understand that "Amen" is a Hebrew right. word. <laughs> exactly. You know, I mean, but it is, and that's you know that's part of the confusion zone with some of the right. you know whether it's this effort of wanting to make everything political or. And whether it's just not even political, because even that word gets abused and used the wrong way, it's just understanding, just like, hey, let's not get caught up in the brouhaha of it all or just the, the silliness. Let's stay grounded. We're called I'm to glad pray. You, brought up, you know, this day is not a day for politics. This is the national day of prayer. So we gather to pray for the issues that are prevalent in our lives. But, you know, it's not a day to, for <clears throat> Republicans and Democrats or conservatives or liberals to be fighting. It's a day to come together in prayer that we can be united. Exactly. And I think that is one of the great powers and fruits of prayer, authentic prayer. 
when I, why do I say authentic prayer? You know, prayer is prayer. No, like authentic prayer is giving, like entering into that relationship with the Lord, giving ourselves to the Lord. But the picture you're painting, Monsignor, you know, we come together, Catholics, non-Catholics alike, um, whether, you know, whatever denomination that's represented, if it's, you know, Valley Church, if it's Methodists, Lutherans, Episcopalians, they're coming together, but you authentically go be, you know, we're with each other. As you said, we're two or more gathered in my name. We approach the Lord in humility and we pray. We pray for our needs. We, we all are aware of the needs, you know. Right. And um, again, the temptation is to be hyper aware of what separates us. But if we just come to the Lord humbly to pray together, to bring our needs before the Lord, um, well, as you alluded to earlier, they, that's when great things happen. Right. Um, what? Well, if okay. we're authentic to to our relationship with the Lord, who wanted all of us to be one, we always need to be uh, looking at how we can come together rather than how we can stay separate. And that I think with Vatican II, and it's called uh, ecumenism. You know, ecumenism is you know we work with other other uh, denominations, other religions, you know, because we have one God. Exactly. Exactly. I, coming back to this day, so the, the event of this, this is Thursday, May 5th. Now, not everybody, Monsignor, is able to attend it, but can you give some ways that encourage the listeners, how can they observe this day? Even whether they're in the Grand Forks, East Grand Forks communities, or even throughout the network, let alone throughout the country. Some of our listeners, they're listening while they're, you know, uh, snowbirds in Arizona or Florida. You know, it, what are ways that they can participate to observe this day? Yeah, so if they're able to attend, it's at the Eagles in the East Grand Forks. Next year it'll be across the river in Grand Forks, 7 a.m., and it's a free breakfast, and then there'll be some prayer and praise and worship. So if you're not able to attend, you know, it's a national day of prayer all day long um, from sunrise to sunset. So for Catholics, I would encourage uh, us to open up our our Bibles, read some scripture, pray the rosary uh, to the Divine uh, Mercy Chaplet. Um, Just spend, you know, if you can stop at the church and uh, spend a little time before the, the Lord in adoration. But all my, he's the one that wants us to be one, so we'll ask him to whatever we can do to become one with the, with the other denominations. And... Why, you know, and I think in our area in particular, you know, I you know my wife Meredith, uh, being married... I had your wedding. Exactly. Of course exactly. I know, so, you, you, know <laughs> you know well, uh, you know, she grew up in a home where her mom is Catholic, and her dad is Lutheran. And this is so not unusual in this part of the country, right? Uh, a, right a lot of yeah. interfaith marriages. You know, I think this is one of those opportunities, too, for them. You know, whereas sometimes that could be a, a stressor and a challenge. Um, to come to pray, and Monsignor, in your experience as a priest, I know you've experienced much of that. You know, what's a point of encouragement that you can give to those husbands and wives? That might be in an interfaith marriage, let alone the, the family dynamics there. Well, on a day like the National Day of Prayer, Scripture 
you know, we all have that in common. If you're in a, if you're in an ecumenical marriage or interfaith marriage, Lutheran, Catholic, you know, Scripture is is what we have in common to to, to pray over the Scripture, and then obviously we have the uh, the Lord's Prayer uh, that binds us together. But yeah, there's all kinds of different prayers for married couples that they can be praying to to be one in their uh, relationship with the Lord. <clears throat> and if they're both Christian, obviously they are more in union, you know, than if, you know, a Catholic's married to someone who's of a different religion altogether. Sure. But you keep striving, striving to be one. Striving for holiness. Monsignor, I know it was, uh, and it's just, there's an interesting connection here, I think worth noting. Uh, in Pope Benedict XVI's papacy, you know, the ELCA, Evangelical Lutheran Church of America, came together for a major conference in Texas to discuss uh, some deeper uh, impact of how culture is affecting not only like their church. And Pope Benedict called in and just really invited. Uh, the ELCA leadership, please just stay to your roots of, of Scripture. And it's more like this is our common ground. And Pope Francis right. has since uh, done a similar thing a couple of times with different groups, just calling them to lean into Scripture as this is our common ground. So even a, as a Catholic, I can come in. You know, I, We have a short time before our break here. This has come by so fast, Monsignor. Any final words or reflections to share with our listeners before we go? Well, if anyone is available in Grand Forks, East Grand Forks, or the surrounding area, you can just uh, find out more information and even sign up at sacredheartegf.net, and there's a, a link to to get a ticket to it. Remember, it's a free breakfast, and uh, it's free prayer, too. <laughs> Amen. Amen to that. Monsignor, thank you so much for your time this morning. Uh, we need to take a break now. Uh, when we come back, we'll be joined again by another friend of Real Presence Radio uh, and EWTN Radio, Father David Guffey with Family Theater Productions. Stay with us on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 